Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Physique Collective podcast. Today is a special one. I'm not just joined by my co-host of the Two's Company podcast, but I am joined by the residential father figure of the Physique Collective, Daddy Collective, Daddy Physique, Mr. Ryan Kirkham. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hello, Physique Collective. Oh, it's a it's a different a different account we're on here, bro. It's a different it's, podcast it's, network. We're gonna, gonna be serious now. We have to be very serious. very serious. Nice. I will be using the phrase biologically into individual as much yeah. as I possibly can um, to going ensure to going to war. We are going to war. We are in the podcast in trenches. We are taking all yeah. all of our microphones to failure, um, bro. I'm going to kick things off with this episode how I normally kick things off when I've been doing these episodes with the rest of the Physique Collective. And uh, I feel like I might have asked you this question one or two times. Um, But what was your initial purpose of going to the gym? Was it completely aesthetically driven? Was it longevity driven? Was it more of a a psychological thing like a mental health boosting element training or just general overall health? It was aesthetics. It was. Because, yeah, because I was a little chunk when I was younger um, and uh, was the victim of a little bit of bullying for being a bit chunky. Right. And then that kind of, when I hit 16, um, that was kind of the spark for me to then start training. Interesting. Would um, I remember you saying before it was also driven by like your love for action movies. That's right, isn't it? It was, yeah, it was Arnold. So the great Arnold. Um, it was it was a Saturday afternoon. My dad had put Commando on. Yeah, and I was sitting down watching it with him, and then like obviously Arnold came on screen with just everything fucking bulging. Hmm. And like, That's what I want to look like. I too will be a vegan in twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> um, bro, going back to that and talking about sort of the the inspiration of Arnold, but was it right that your parents owned a sweet shop? They did. They did. Whereabouts was that? It's why I was a fatty. Um, <laughs> they they actually had two. They had one in Royston right. and one in Buntingford. Okay. Um, and then my dad sold the one in Buntingford, but ironically, it was still called Kirkham's even when um, the new people took it over. Right. Dad sold it to one of his mates and he bought it and they still kept the name Kirkham's. Did you ever spend any time working there? Yeah, so the Royston shop, I used to work in all the time. Like, I'd right. normally be there, like, a lot of Sundays. Okay. Like, just stocking up the shelves and filling up the drinks and all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then we'd, like, if I was there in the evening, I'd help my dad, like, count all the papers up for sending back and all that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, I was in there a fair bit in my childhood. Did um did the love for sweets continue into your bodybuilding journey when you eventually got there? Do you know what? Actually, I think because I'd done it to death when I was younger. Right. And obviously, when I was around 16 when my dad sold the shop. Okay. So obviously, after that, there was no more free sweets. Yeah. You have to buy them. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy sweets. I used to get them for fucking free. Like, <laughs> then almost I just never bothered really eating sweets like you yeah. know I'm like don't get me wrong I like a bit of chocolate and stuff every now and then um but it's not something I sort of 
have the Oval. need for anymore. Yeah. No. When you obviously you're saying about being a chunk when you were younger and things like that. When did what age did your body change into a, a position or a look that you were really happy with? I know you've mentioned before that you'd say that now you're definitely like really content with 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 your physique and things like that. But at what age did you go like, oh shit, okay, I've got some muscle, I'm not fat anymore? I don't think I've ever actually hit that. Right, think, okay. Like, it's, it's been very recent to the point of where I'm like, oh, do you know what? I'm quite happy with the way I'm looking. Yeah. See, so as a bodybuilder, you still want more, you know, you're still striving for more all the time. But I think it's taken me that long to be like, yeah, okay, I look at a pretty decent stature. How- when you so t- talking about that specifically, because you last competed in 2021, right? Yes, and that was when you got your Strom sponsorship. It was indeed, it was indeed. Um, there was also when I got my physique collective sponsor, oh, right, and that was simultaneously, was it? Yeah, so literally, uh, it was just it was like mental because, um, obviously, as like prep was going on and all the rest of it and it's sort of spending more time with like joe because i was going up to the doghouse training yeah built more of a friendship and stuff like that um i wasn't anything you know other than being joe's client i wasn't anything to do with the physique collective yeah but there was kind of this group of us like because we were all in prep it you know it just became very sort of like oh this is like our little family yeah and it just extended from that and it was like i was just you know i was a bit like i didn't need to be associated or actually be anything with the physique collective i just liked being around these like these people People. like really cool guys um and then yeah so then i won my strong sponsorship okay and then i remember being in the car and i was driving so joe phoned me and he, I was driving because um, I was meeting up with Leon the next day to go and get some breakfast. Right. And I was like, oh, I'll give Joe a call back in a minute. Like, I'm just driving. You know, I was getting to that point where I was nearly parking up. So, you know, it's like you have to, when you're parking up, you've got to turn everything down. Like, you have to turn the music down because you can't see a space with the music. Yeah. So I was like, I'll phone him back once I've parked up and everything. And I phoned him back and he was like, bro, we want to, um, like, we want to make you a, a sponsored athlete. Whoa! Bearing in mind, I'm still like riding this fucking huge high from just yeah. getting Strom sponsorship, and then it, he hits me with that, and I was just like, fu- I was just like completely overwhelmed. I was like, right, yeah, this is great. Like, uh, but I remember saying, like, thinking, like, I need to speak to Rick first, right? Because this Strom sponsorship is what I've wanted for so long. Yeah. I don't want to do anything that's going to... Because obviously some sponsorships, it's like, you know, you, you can't be associated with someone else and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously Strom is a supplement brand and the Physique Collective is like this educational portal. They're, they're completely different things. Yeah, definitely. So there's no conflict there. So it, like Rick was like, yeah, man, like take the sponsorship. I was like, okay. Amazing. Cool. I was like, I just wanted to clarify with you that like it's not going to... I mean, like, I was like, I've just got this strong sponsorship. This is what like meant everything to me. Yeah. I don't want to like piss anyone off. And then you hit, got hit with the double whammy. Yeah. So I was just like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, literally just floating on cloud nine, like, just to be involved with like two of the greatest in the, in the industry, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Um, 
yeah, it was just mental how everything was just like falling into place. And you know, for, for like, for me, like you know, I was a, I'm in my forties. Yeah, and I'm still, and I'm I'm having the opportunity to still get the sponsorships. You know, whereas you know, when you're 40 years old in bodybuilding, you're pretty much past it. Do you know what I mean like? Yeah, but I think you said before you've really come into your own in your 40s as a bodybuilder. Yeah, I think that's what potentially makes me a good masters. Is that yeah, I've still got a young looking physique. May I, I? I think as well. You, how can I say this? I think what you do on a daily basis and the way you approach bodybuilding and things like that everything you put into it and like you said you've got quite a young physique it's you've almost matured as your muscle mass has matured with it yeah so you've just got this experienced matured physique but still has the presentation of someone who's quite young yeah yeah which again is is, is a testament to everything mate you do on a, on a daily basis and things like that when did you when did you start competing uh when was the first show i ever did i was 30 Okay, yeah. Uh, 2012. Wow. Yeah, 2012, I think I did my first show. How did you how did you place in that show? I won it. Did you? Yeah, my first show. I um I came first and won a medal of honor for most outstanding condition. That's mental, man. Yeah, so that was yeah, so my bodybuilding career of competing like started on this huge high um and then it went rapidly downhill from there <laughs> did you did you not do so well in the following shows no i didn't even place uh no didn't even get top three for any of the shows i did after that right um it wasn't until yeah two years ago when uh i stepped back on stage again um that i made the podiums crazy but i think it was like i say i think a lot of it was because the guys are so fucking big now yeah so, oh like, the young guys yeah so yeah, for yeah. open bodybuilding like i know realistically i'm not big enough for open bodybuilding right um because they're just some fucking monsters and right you know yes i can put some more size on and all the rest of it but you know there's only so much genetically I can, you know, I've not the I've not got the best genetics in the world. Right. Like my my genetic makeup has just given me the uh um the advantage of youth. Yeah, yeah, mate, you do look young as fuck. <laughs> so um I think like like I say, like I think that's what potentially will separate me from other masters is that yeah. my physique still looks quite young and yeah, you know, I don't have that sort of saggy skin and you yeah, know, yeah, mate. That that's that's the moisturising, bro. Mate, it's all the cocoa butter. The cocoa butter does the job. It's the secret. It's the how secret. um, how old? <clears throat> sorry, not how old were you, but how much did you weigh when you stepped on stage in 2012? Uh, 2012. I do you know what? I forgot to weigh myself on stage day. Right. I reckon it was probably around 80 kilos. Really? Yeah. Were you? It might, were you been, it might have even been like 78, 79. Were you in a relationship with pharmaceuticals at this point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you were 80 kilos on stage. Yeah. So that's only just for context here. There's a natural lifter, me being me. Uh, that's only 
eight kilos heavier than I weigh. Yeah. That's nutty. So yeah. how much did you weigh when you stepped on stage in 2021? I believe I was, I think I was 94 kilos at the compact. Wow. And then 92 kilos at the strom. Wow. We we don't we're like I mean I was lean at the the compact, but it wasn't the show. We we jumped into that one early. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just just yeah. Dust off the old trunks and you know I was in I was in good shape, but I yeah. did uh, you know we knew the conditioning wasn't quite there. Right. Uh, so then it was like a month later for the strong, which was what we was our original plan anyway. Crazy. Uh, and we dug in for that last month and pulled off about another two kilos. Mate, that is insane. Yeah. And how much I'll... did um how yeah. much did you have to carve up for that 2021 one? Do you, do you I know we've uh, discussed a similar thing on Two's company, but just for the physique collective listeners. Um oh what was it? I think it was 800 grams of carbs the first day. Right. And then I think it's about 700 the following day, something like that. Right. Was that all rice-based products that went in? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because I had, yeah, I just used jasmine rice, core. Yeah. And cereal. What's the uh, what's the most a core meal has got up to in terms of rice flour for you? That was, uh, yeah, that was when I was carb loading. I think it was 250 grams. Wow. <laughs> and stupidly, I made it like I was making my like 100 grams to make yeah. it as voluminous as possible. Yeah. So I did the five to one ratio on it. Ooh. And I remember just sitting there looking at this bowl going, oh my God, you idiot, Ryan. Why did yeah. you put this with less water? Um, and I remember, because I think it was my last meal of the first day of the car up. And I was like, oh, I can't get any more in. I just can't get this. In. And like, it, I had to stop, put the bowl down. And I was like, no, you got to get it in. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I was wow. just forcing it in. Um, it took me a while to eat that meal, but I got it all in. That's nutty. Did you have the, the conventional, like, fruit uh, and almond butter? Yeah, 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 there was fruit on there. Um, no almond butter, because we were carb-loaded. Just so carbs alone. Nice fats, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, I had, some, I had some berries on there. Oh, bro, 250 grams of rice flour. Yeah. Oh, God damn. I couldn't even imagine trying to get that in. It was hefty. It was in like a five-hour <laughs> mixing bowl. Oh god, <laughs> mate! What has been um? What has been one of your best experiences in bodybuilding, and what and one of your favorite moments? I know, obviously, the Strom sponsorship and the announcement of that is a key thing that stands out to you. Um, is there anything else that you can point out where you look back and be like, "Oh, that was just an amazing experience doing this," or or, or having this as a memory? Um, going on stage with Andy Paul. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it was just it like competing's fucking awesome. But when you get to stand up there with your mate, yeah, and sort of, you know, have this friendly rivalry and sort of battling it out and stuff, it it was just so much fun. Yeah. And like ev- like you could everyone loved watching it as well because you could see like, you know, we were best mates, but also like, you know, one of us wants to fucking win this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah, it, that was like definitely one of the best sort of experiences of just, yeah, being up there with your mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, incredible. And yeah, um, that yeah, that was definitely a really good fucking memory. Have you have you ever dealt with any burnout or 
times in bodybuilding or maybe even your professional work life and things of that where you you've really hit a point that you feel that you're doing too much and almost regret that um i don't think so i find it very difficult to switch off from work yeah in what sense like just sort of leaving like giving myself some time in the evening yeah whereas i'm just like oh i'll deal with it now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rather than actually just being like actually that can wait till the morning yeah but yeah so i find it very hard to actually switch off um it doesn't cause me burnout but more to the point sometimes you're just like oh fuck me i want to throw this phone out the window you know yeah, 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 yeah. i just don't want to fucking talk to anyone um but yeah yeah that's the sort of closest thing i could say to having a burnout but i wouldn't say i've ever sort of experienced it experienced the proper burnout how do you typically deal with that though just that point of you know where your phone's going off things are a bit mental work-wise how do you how do you remove yourself from that intense work productivity i think a lot of it i just remember what it gives me and what it allows me to do and yeah you know, rather than thinking, oh God, I can't bother to do this. Actually, yep. you have to think at the big, like, actually look at these opportunities that all this has given me and all the rest yep. of. Like, you need to stop fucking moaning because yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. a fortunate position. Yeah, uh, I think it's only, I think it's only natural. Like, I think even you know people who you know absolutely love their job, everyone still has days where you're just like, oh fuck me, I can't bother today. Or absolutely, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate. So we're gonna. We're gonna, this is one that I took Jake through. I think I took Jazz through it. I, I took Joe as well. Maybe Brad. I think I took everyone um, through this question for these for the Zeke Collective podcast episodes. You have to talk me through your ideal day. Now, I want you to try and remove yourself from knowing or thinking that you have work. So this is a yeah. completely free day, uh, starting from whatever time you decide to wake up to whatever time you decide to go to bed. Talk me through step by step your most ideal day of living uh, to make you the happiest person possible. Ideal day. Right. So first of all, I would be waking up in a hot climate. Yes. Nice. That would that would be the uh, waking up in a hot climate and just probably like going out for a stroll. Yep. Get, Get that digestion moving early on. That digestion. Pick that digestion up. Um it's just it's like it's nice and it when you wake up and the sun's up and it's oh. warm and it's like oh let's just go for a walk down the beach. Absolutely, that bro. Would, that would be agree. ideal. That'd be an ideal way to start the day. Yeah, somewhere where there's a beach and warm weather. Yeah, and then come back, bit of food, probably a couple of meals. Yep. Sit about a little bit, chilling. Yeah. Couple meals. What are those meals going to be? The meals. Um, obviously, a bodybuilder sweet and sour. Oh yeah. That's uh, that would be in there, and then probably some eggs. Ooh, I can I can, I can eat two eggs at the moment with one of my meals, which okay. like gives me a lot of delight because yep. eggs at one point were really fucking my stomach over. Have you got some sourdough in there? Yes. Ooh, eggs on sourdough. Eggs on sourdough. What are we What are we doing after those two meals? But then then it would be like go do some training. Hmm. What would you preferably train? Oh, upper. Oh, yeah. Love an upper body pump sesh. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Um, yeah, and then, you know, come back from gym. Yeah. Have some more food. Yeah. 
and then maybe even have a little nap. Oh, how long? Maybe like just a little like 40 minutes or something. Oh, mate, 40 minutes is so ideal for a nap. Yeah, just a little little nap, just, you know. And then um, I would say probably like go out in the car. Yeah, in the, in the, in the new car. In the new car, yeah. Ah. Um, and yeah, just go and have a little drive about. Epic. Because I'm in a nice hot climate as well, so it's even nicer. So I've got the roof down. Yeah. And yeah, just have a have a nice little cruise about. Maybe like stop off for a, a decaf coffee somewhere. Do a bit oh. of people watching. Oh, yeah. What's your coffee of choice? Is it straight black? Yeah, just straight black. Mm. I don't. I don't do fat. Although I did. I had one summer. I can't remember what summer it was. Now I was addicted to caramel fraps. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was getting a skinny caramel frap like every single day through the summer. Oh. This is getting ridiculous. I'm spending three pound a day on coffee. Yeah, bro, it quite happens, man. I need I need a kitty like you, mate. Yeah, mate. I um I actually got a coffee voucher for my birthday, so there you go. So my coffee fund is going to be a little bit higher this month. Um, <laughs> mate, going back to the the exercise and the training and things like that. Um, you can pick one exercise for each individual muscle group. What are you picking? Okay, so delts has got to be the cuffed lateral raise. Are we cuffing at the elbow, at the wrist? I'm going to say wrist. I prefer at the wrist as well. I'm going to say wrist. Okay, uh, is that standing or is that going to be like a Y raise? Um, I think laying down on the bench. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's my favourite delt exercise. And then what we've got, chest, an incline press of some sort. Mm, are you going machine or dumbbell? Um, I'll probably go machine now, to be fair. Really? I've got a bit of a thing for the incline dumbbell press at the moment, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've got incline dumbbell press in my program at the moment, mm. um, which I haven't inclined dumbbell pressed in like over two years no. since starting this block. And it was very humbling because yeah. I was nowhere near the weights what I uh, used to do. And I was like, holy crap. But to be fair, it has like really rocketed up. So it's like my brain's like, oh, I remember this fucking movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that with like a, a four, a four, two, one tempo? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, but yeah, like I'd like an incline machine press, to be fair. Beautiful. Um, or even actually on the Smith machine. An incline Smith machine. Oh yeah, I do I like never, an incline. I never used to get on with it, but like now I do. It's really bizarre. Yeah, I do like one of those. Um, for back, I'm gonna make you choose upper back and lats. Okay, so for lats, I do like the single arm cable pull down. Okay, beautiful. Yep. Or if we're at the doghouse, it's the um Atlantis. Yep. Pull down. And then for upper back, I've never been really a fan of upper back stuff. No, no. I suppose, um, I suppose probably the T bar row. I do like a T bar row. Yeah, chest supported T bar row. Probably yep. the best. Um, what have we got legs quads is um without a doubt hack squat. Okay. Um, and then seated hamstring curl for hammy. Yes. Um, and then biceps, 
Oh, I like see it's either the drag curl or the preacher curl. Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I do like a drag curl. I think potentially, I'd probably go with the drag curl. Probably go with the drag curl, and then triceps. The um, oh, again, either the katana or mm. just the straight cable crossovers. Mm, oh, I don't know which I would prefer. In Obviously, case. one's lengthened range, one's shortened range. Yeah, I do like the massive stretch in the length and range of a, like a katana. Yeah, it does feel nice when you just... Very, very nice. If yeah. you were... Got to think here. Got to think here. If you were to design your most ideal post-workout meal with no nutritional boundaries, what would it be? Ooh. I think cereal is always a good one. So I think like probably something like crunchy nut cornflakes. Oh. Crunchy nut cornflakes, Greek yogurt. Yep. Some berries. Are you putting whey in the yogurt? Whey into the yogurt. Okay. Maybe some almond butter on there as well. Oh, okay. Okay. I think that would do me. Yeah, so we're 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 hitting all those muscle groups with all those exercises. We're hitting your most ideal post workout meal. Are you yeah. napping after that? More than likely. Okay, beautiful. It's a common occurrence, bro. I mean, yeah, if it's an off season setting, hundred percent falling asleep. Yeah, <laughs> you um, going back to that and going back to the training and the nutrition and and all that jazz. What is mistakes you made in your previous bodybuilding career that you look at now and you go oh, i wish i told myself i did this differently training nutrition related whatever it may be oh god yeah training i used to when i first started everything was heavy right like, i say heavy i mean like lifting shit to five reps right yeah so it's very strength orientated work yeah everything was like yeah i just you know, because it's always just, oh, yeah, I've got to lift more. Oh, I've got to lift more. Yeah. And it, for some reason, like, five reps was this, like, m like the minimal magic, magic number. number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd have sacked that off. Yeah. That was where I got all my fucking injuries from. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, I think nutrition-wise, it would have just been nicer to have educated myself sooner. Yes. But sort of back in my day, there wasn't as much, you know, there's nothing nowhere near like the, the amount of information out there now as no. like back then. It was more like ask the biggest dude in your gym, like, oh, what should I be eating and all this kind of thing, you know? Tuna and porridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and asparagus. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose like if, if, I, if I knew now, like, if I could take that back then, like 20 years ago, mm -hmm. then I would, you know, and I think, oh, I wonder like, if I'd be like even bigger now if I had that understanding, like when your hormones is like a young guy were 10 years sooner, would I yeah. have like, got like way more mass and all the rest of it? But I suppose it's just part of the, the whole learning curve, isn't it? Yeah, man. I think it's one of those things. I think, like you said, there's a lot more information around now than there has ever been but i also think there is some you know there's always merit to i guess the old stuff in quotation marks being useful 
But I think it's the context, it's like, you know, someone being like, okay, you're going to eat chicken and potato and veg five times a day. Yes, that's very like, say, bro sciencey, but there's also like, well, you know, they're getting protein in, they're getting carbs in, they're getting yeah. good fiber in. It's like, there's almost always science that falls in line with what the bro science says. Yeah. Absolutely. What would be the being coached by Joe? Uh, is that since 2020 or 2021? uh 2020 i think 2020 so that was obviously you competed in 2021 right so yeah when was lockdown 2020 2020 yeah so it was just yeah it was like after the first lockdown i think okay i started working with joe or just towards the real end of lockdown i started working with joe being the intelligent mastermind blowing smoke up his ass here that he is what is the number one thing you've learned from Joe? Oh, number one thing. Well, I can't even put it into one thing. Don't mean like it can be a it can be a big overall if you'd like, bro. It's kind of yeah, just everything like an efficient way to train. Yep. Which suits I know like obviously we do reps and reserve and all that, and it's not to everyone's liking. I I think there's always a confusion with reps and reserve though, and I think yeah. the confusion is that you never train to failure. When in yeah. reality, that there is a point in a mesocycle where failure is being taken to. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and you're, that's when your volume's at your highest as yeah. well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but that style of training just really suits me. Yeah, me too. I agree. It really suits me because other than like. I haven't picked up any new injuries. No. It's just old niggling injuries that sometimes flare up. You know, so that to me says a lot about the actual training style is that, you know, if you're not injured, you can train more and, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, And yeah, drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Learned so much about drugs. Probably, Probably to do less than you need to. Um, I think just understanding that sort of a lot of the compounds that were used 20 years ago right. are now like, yeah, wouldn't touch them at all. Right, okay. There's better education around PEDs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you were to give advice, and this is going to be my ending question to the listeners here for the Physique Collective podcast, if you were to give advice to a... 20-year-old natural bodybuilding enthusiast, what would it be? It can be PED-related, it can be nutrition-related, it can be training-related, it can be an overall of all three. What would your advice be? Enjoy it. Yep. Make sure you enjoy it and you're doing it for the right reasons. Two, because it seems to be really trendy that everyone's going for their fucking pro card nowadays. (laughs) Be realistic and honest with yourself. Yep. Do you have pro-worthy genetics? Yep. Um, if you're going to go down the assisted route, think about it and properly think about it. Yep. Because we're all for the here and now. Yep. But what you potentially got to understand is as soon as you go assisted, you might potentially need that for the rest of your days. So yep. are you prepared to you know get to that point where you you'll probably have to pin TRT test. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah, I think that's it. I think the yeah. main thing is just love it. Do it for the right reasons. Like you don't need like or yeah, even I, I would respect someone more if like they were like, well, no, I, I don't want to compete. It seems yeah. to be like anybody who steps steps in a gym now wants to compete. The, the goal is to get on stage. Whereas yeah. when I that was never my goal. So, like, yeah, I mean, I trained for like 14 years before I stepped on stage. Yeah. It, you know, it was only then when I got to this point where I'm like, oh, do you know what? I'd like to actually do something with this now. Yeah. 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 I just did it because I loved it and I wanted to change the way I looked. Yeah. And I think that gets lost in our society now. It's all got to be fucking Instagrammed and. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, do it. Yeah, just do it for the right reasons. Do it because you love it. Yeah. And I think that's where will fall into play. Yeah. Because if you decide to compete one day, hey, good. If you, if you decide not to, bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I know some guys. They've got f- uh, ridiculous physiques. Yeah, but they're, just, they're not interested in competing. It's just not. No. Their, and I can respect that. It's like, oh man, I'd love to see it on stage. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they're just doing it for themselves. They're not doing it. You know, you don't have to compete. No, I completely agree, man. I completely agree, bro. This has been epic as always because I get to podcast with you on a weekly basis anyway. Um, for anyone listening who is not subscribed to the Physique Collective, uh, you can find the app on your app store. You can go to the website, which is physiquecollective.com, where you'll find digital products, a members portal, which gives you access to forums, training videos, vlogs in general, uh, also access to this exact podcast. You can also contact a Physique Collective coach and apply for coaching as well. Uh, so if you aren't subscribed, please go ahead and do so. And I will leave the listeners of this Physique Collective podcast episode in the graceful hands, as always, of Big Daddy. Love you, bye.